Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit What is happening with the church? <laughs> it seems that everyone wants teachers that will scratch their itching ears. You are not a sick person trying to get well. You are a well person fighting off sickness. Foolish, crazy, wacky, and blasphemous things are being said in the name of Christ. I am not poor, I am not miserable, and I am not a sinner. This is the podcast that exposes them. The Long for Truth Show. Exposing the crazy, revealing the truth. Now here they are, Dan and Steve Long. Hello and welcome to Long for Truth. This is the podcast that exposes the crazy, the wacky, the ridiculous, the downright blasphemous things that are being said and done in the name of Christ by the Gnostic Evangelical Industrial Complex. I am your co-host, Dan Long. And I am the much better looking half, (laughs) Steve Long. Yes, you are. You are. And uh, today we're going to be talking about something called the Encounter Gospel. And uh, it is something that um, I think most people, um, they they haven't heard of that, of it in that term, but they know what it is, I think, because it's so prominent right now in evangelicalism that um, I think the name might not sound familiar, but when we tell you what it is, you'll go, oh, that's that's the encounter gospel. Well, think of uh, think of Jesus calling. That's really kind of the encounter gospel. I mean, they have she had she wanted this experience with Jesus other than the scriptures. So would yeah. I be right in saying that? I think so. And and also the fact that most evangelicalism want an encounter with Jesus, a personal encounter, a me and Jesus kind of thing where we're hanging out in our bedroom and talking and discussing and you know, uh there's a two-way dialogue between Jesus and I, you know, uh, and so yeah, having some kind of encounter like that. But I, but what more, even more, what the encounter gospel is, it's it's more of the plain preaching of the gospel not being enough. A person right. needs to have right. some kind of miraculous encounter with God in order to believe the gospel. In order to believe that God loves them, they need to see God in action. They need to have. God do something miraculous in their life, maybe a healing, maybe a word of knowledge or something that uh, kind of will prove his existence. So they need an encounter with him. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that God raising them from spiritual death is not an encounter enough to these guys? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, um, that's not even something we should be focusing on. We shouldn't be focusing on the fact that people are born dead in their trespasses and sins. Well, what about repentance? Where does that come in? Well, repentance, you see, is not even a word that is mentioned uh, in most evangelical circles. So definitely not in this encounter gospel that we're talking about. Wow. So the word of God, everything that Christ has done, his death, his sinless life, uh, being raised from the dead, 
giving us all the benefits, one through Christ, like forgiveness of sins, justification, justification, adoption. None of that's good enough. No, well, I mean, yeah, it's good. Okay, it's good it's enough, good. but it's but but we, but we need. But it's more, not good. Well, no, well, yeah, but no, it's not good enough to cause someone to believe. So, um, you know, the, uh, where, where the apostle Paul says that, um, you know, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Well. The, the faith that they need, you know, in order for a person to have faith, it's not from hearing, it's from seeing some kind of a miraculous event take place in their lives. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So the Encounter Gospel uh, that we're going to be talking about comes from an, a blog post that I read over on MessedUpChurch.com that was written in January of this year by Steve Kozar. And uh, that's kind of where the information comes from. That if if we'll post that link on the blog. Yes, yes, definitely. There are three uh, blog posts that go with that, and there's plenty of links in that blog post so that you can delve into this uh, topic more if you would like to. Yeah, um, and it's it's good. Uh, we need to kind of go over some of the stuff because some of the stuff that they're doing is just downright. I mean, satanic. I don't even know words. It's satanic. That's the best word. To- it's to to put it it's witchcraft a lot of it is witchcraft um and bethel is involved in this and so part of one aspect of this encounter gospel that we're going to be talking about is um destiny card reading um from a group of people called christ alignment and uh bethel church in redding california bill johnson's church supports this they have a pastor on staff that we're going to be talking about a little bit by the name of Teresa Dedman that that you know uh defends this stuff and she uses destiny cards herself mm, yeah and destiny cards are basically quote unquote christianized tarot cards yep now what does the bible say about that why not well the bible says that anyone who seeks after divination who uh, they they you know it is uh it's a sin and in the old testament if a person did that, a person in Israel uh, went to a witch or, or uh, you know, sought after uh, divination, they would be, uh, it, it was a capital crime. Yeah, and I seem to specifically remember Saul going to a witch to find out about his destiny. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to find out about his destiny as king, and God used that to inform Saul of his upcoming death so you may not want to get a destiny ring folks you no. may want to uh hold off on that for a while avoid that completely yes um, so uh let's uh let's give an example really quick Stephen, um of what the encounter gospel is how it's uh you know how it's taught and the best example that i can find right now for folks or play right now for folks is this one by bill johnson is he's giving a testimony about a young man in his church that uh, it actually uh, goes to a supermarket and uh, heals a bunch of people and, you know, <laughs> leads a bunch of people to Christ because of his of their personal encounter with God. So yeah, you ready? They, ask Jesus, they all ask Jesus into their heart, basically. Right. So yeah, let's go ahead and play it. Let's play the clip. Here we go. I need to start with some incredible news. God is in a good mood. One of our favorite stories is that one of our young men that went down to the grocery store uh, about 10 o'clock at night for uh, one of the four basic food groups, donuts. And he, uh, 
he's, he's walking, uh, came into the store and he's walking to the cash registers over here with people lined up to pay for the groceries. And he notices one of the ladies has a hearing aid, so he walks over and, and he says, uh, would you mind if I prayed for you? Come to find out she's 100% deaf in one ear and 50% in the other. And, and, uh, and she said yes and then turned around to take care of her groceries. He said, no, I mean right now, right here. And, uh, she looked around and said, well, okay. So he prayed. And uh, this part of the story is actually quite normal. Uh, both ears just got 100% healed. She was uh, 100% deaf in one ear and 50% in the other. And she's crying. She's just going, this is God. This is God. And the, the cashier really got behind the counter checking the groceries. She's going, this is God. Our young man is going, this is God. So they were all in agreement that this was God, which is great. And uh, he turns to he turns to the gal behind the counter and he says, "You know, God wants to do more in this store tonight. Can I use the intercom?" And uh, the gal behind the counter looked at him and said, "This is God," and showed him how to use the intercom. So he gets on the intercom and he says, "Attention, shoppers! God just came into the store." And he healed a woman who was deaf at cash register number 10. And then he says, ma'am, come here. And he has her give the, her testimony over the intercom to this whole store. And so he gets the bike back and he said, God wants to do more in this store tonight. I heard the words, new hip. Somebody in this store needs a new hip. Carpal tunnel syndrome. So he starts calling out these words of knowledge. And he says, if you want prayer, meet me at cash register number 10. So moments later, people are coming down the aisles and they're, they're looking down at, you know, cash register number 10 because they're not quite used to this yet. And sure enough, a crowd starts gathering around this guy at, at, at the cash register. Just like in the Bible. I mean, they just started coming and staring and looking. And right in the middle, this lady comes up with one of the electric cards and she comes right in the middle of the whole crowd. She goes, I'm the new hip. So... He talks to her for, for a moment, stirs her up, you know, to believe, and then prays for her. And he says, uh, now move and check it out, because uh, faith always needs an activity. And uh, so he, he says, move and check it out. She says, oh, if I do, it'll hurt. He, so he talked to her a little bit about uh, faith needs an activity. Prayed again. He says, now move your leg. She moves, and she goes, oh. He says, what? She says, it doesn't hurt. He says, then I suggest you get up and walk. So she gets up in front of the whole group there and starts walking along the front of the store with no problem, no limp, no pain, no nothing, completely healed in front of everybody's eyes. And again, just like the Bible, this guy pushes his way through the crowd and he says, I'm a piano teacher. I do concerts. I can't teach. Do you think God would, or I can't play. Do you think God would heal me? And he says, well, of course. And so he prays for him, and his hands turned like fire. And we tell our people, hot is good. So he's going, my hands are on fire. My hands are on fire. Within moments, uh, he's completely healed. Other people got healed. So he's standing there, and he's, he's thinking to himself, I got a crowd. I ought to preach. So he does. So he's standing with this crowd around cash register number 10, and he starts preaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, if you would like to receive Christ, uh, then raise your hand right where you are, and I will pray with you right where you are. And so they started raising their hands right, right in the front of this grocery store. This is normal Christianity. This is gospel 101. 
And yes, you can try this at home. Did you hear anything in there about sin, repentance? Did you hear anything? It was all about receive. Well, 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 hey, you think Christ will heal me? Hey, you know, um, let me receive Christ because, uh, man, if he's going to do this for me, what else can he do for me? Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's what it is, man. It's it's basically Jesus in a genie bottle. And uh, uh, one of the things that stood out to me is is how almost as if God couldn't be in the store unless somebody comes in who is already saved and who is already uh, has ready to uh, heal and do things like that. It's just, oh, you know, God coming to the store, you know, he's here into the store. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, wasn't God present anyway? Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy stuff, man. This is crazy, but this is what the Encounter Gospel is. And he also said that this is normal Christianity. Normal Christianity. That, okay, yeah, that was, that, that was kind of scary because people... If that's normal mm. Christianity, man, the you know you 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 just move to Bethel Redding because I don't see that stuff anywhere. Maybe it's going on in uh, in Bethel Church in Redding, um, but it's not going on anywhere else that I see. It's all fake, most of it, and there's no documentation for any of these healings. I bet you. And there is there's no way to validate any of this stuff. Well, that's what I'm that's what I was thinking, too. How does Bill Johnson know that this guy went in there and healed all the all those people did just because a guy said so? Right. You know, did, did the guy have any kind of proof that this happened? He, he mentions this story. I've heard this before. He I told you about a book that I read called The Seven Mountain Mandate um, that uh, is actually an audio book. So I didn't actually read it. I got about an hour drive to work. And so I get to listen to books and podcasts and other things like that. But I was listening to The Seven Mountain Mandate. That's a book that was written by uh, Lance Wallnau and Bill Johnson. And then you have some uh, some uh, chapters in there by Patricia King ooh, and mm. Jan, uh, you know. But Bill Johnson told this story in that book. And when I when I was listening to this thing the other day, I'm just like, I've heard this before. In, and I realized that that's that's where I'd heard that was uh, in in the Seven Mountain Mandate, but this, <laughs> I mean, this kind of stuff is not normal Christianity. As a matter of fact, the Bible makes it very, very, very clear what the gospel is and how the gospel, uh, you know, how a person is saved. That it is the preaching, the preaching from the lips <laughs> or reading uh, from your, you know right. the word of God. It is the gospel outside of us. It is the word of God that is preached or read or listened to. And it's hearing that Christ has come for us to right. forgive our sins, that he died for us, that he rose for us, that we receive all of the benefits that he won for us on the cross. That is, you know, what what people need to hear. And that kind the gospel itself is what raises the dead person back to life. Not like like you were saying earlier, not some kind of miraculous event. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just it just kind of boggles me that these guys would leave out repentance and sin and the offense of and the offense of God, because if you leave it out, there's really nothing. There's nothing left. Right. You know, there's no reason to repent. You know, if we're not under the wrath of God. Right. If you don't preach the law, then the gospel is of no effect whatsoever. You can you can tell somebody Jesus died for them all you want. But if you don't preach the law, 
you're not going to uh, the the gospel is not going to come at all to that person. It, it's you have to have both. You have to have the law and the gospel. And the, that's that's right. People need to understand the wrath of God, and then they need to understand the solution to uh, you know not being under that wrath, which exactly. is repentance. So let's um let's talk a little bit about uh, another aspect of the encounter gospel. Now we just heard Bill Johnson here, and that was just kind of a a um just kind of a an example of what the encounter gospel is. But we have another example of the encounter gospel, and um, let me go over to it on the computer. Uh, I've already here. got it pulled up. I've already got it pulled up. Christ Alignment. Christ Alignment. Org. Yep. Um, these people are witches. They can call themselves Christians all they want, but they are witches. Um. They have readings. They have tents in these festivals that they go to, uh, I believe, in Australia. And they have uh, people come in, sit at their table, and they read to them. They, they give them a spiritual reading, basically. They use what's called destiny cards. Yeah. Um, and let me let me let me read a little bit about that, Danny. I'm, yeah, I've, I've got it up here. Let's. Let's let these people judge for themselves whether this is witchcraft or whether this is really something from God. And, okay. and here's what they say about the cards. Okay, it says, you can't come into your destiny until you take responsibility for your own life. Kind of sounds like a start of a AA meeting. <laughs> I mean, it does. And it says, we are so fortunate on the team to have been gifted by various intuitive and prophetic artists who have allowed us to use their beautiful paintings on our unique card sets. Without them, our team would look very different. And But here's, here's the real thing. Uh, the Christ Alignment team can choose from at least seven different types of cards which have been made by us for our destiny readings. These are not necessarily for an intuitive reading, as we are all hearing from the third heaven realm but greatly enhanced the reading. We believe they are more productive and higher than other car readings as they are, they are our own and can address every current life question that you may have. Car readings for Christ alignment are always followed by the reader, taking the client into a deep encounter using a much higher realm. Often color is seen and it is in this realm that answers come for poignant life questions that clients have and lives are changed. So lives aren't changed by the gospel. They're changed by these colors that you're seeing in these destiny card readings that give them the answers to life. Yeah. And one thing we that, that these guys don't do is they don't sell these cards. These mm -hmm. cards are actually uh, painted by these prophetic artists and they're used in these prophetic readings. It's absolute witchcraft. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, let's go ahead. I've got a couple of clips here. Um, let me look here. Give me just a second. I got my I got my coffee in hand. Must put it down. I don't like to part with my coffee very often, but for just a moment. All right. Let me go over to these clips here. I got a few clips, um, a few testimonies. I'm going to play two. All right. These these. Uh, testimonies are coming from a festival. I can't remember which festival in Australia, but well, there's all kinds of festivals. Yeah. And, and this is in Australia, by the way. Okay, so the these are these are two testimonies from people who had just had a reading from the folks at Christ Alignment in their tent at one of these festivals. Here's the first one. Uh, let's see here. Yep, Christ Alignment test 
testimony. So let me go ahead and play this first one, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll play the second one. Here it is. As we're in the President's tent at Confess with Christ's alignment, can you tell me what happened either today or with Vivian reading yesterday? I had the most intense experience both times. Oh, come on. Oh, it was, I've never experienced anything like it in my life. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I've had a lot of different types of healings. Yeah. And with Viv, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've meditated before I visualized in violet oh, yes. constantly. Yes. Usually violet with a tinge of green sometimes. Yes. And um, I felt when, when I had my session with Vivian, all this flood of color, just color after color after color. It was just like this... Like it was just channeling and flooding through me, wow. like clearing my, you know, yeah, oh. all the residual energy, just clearing it, clearing it, clearing it. And then I saw this, um, like the light in the form of a, a, a elephant head. Yeah. Wow. And like the, the eyes were just kind of like a space, I guess. <laughs> and it was just like staring through me and like the light was just going through from him to through to me. And then like a cycle, color after color, red, yeah. green, and purple, did, orange. Did, you, like, did she explain or did you know what the elephant represented? Uh, she said yes. A good memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, strength. Yes. Um, and I think determination or something like yes. that. Yes. So um, yeah, and I've never seen like a spirit animal or anything in that kind of realm yes. before. So wow, nice. it was really a very different experience for me. What happened today? So, um, what happened today? Today I had an amazing reading. Who with? Um, was it Alison? Darcy. Darcy. Yes. What happened with Darcy then? Uh, yeah, he picks up on a lot of, um, yeah, some of the negative things that I've been yeah, harboring. The spiritual stuff. Yeah, the darker yeah. side. I yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. Um, I love the, I, the fact that I came and saw two different people because they have such different energy. They do. They do. And they, they, do. they, they, they give love in different ways. They do. And you, I could feel that really strongly. And it's I think um, I think Darcy was so invested in pulling me back from the abyss. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it felt. He was reaching out, did, like, did telling he, me it's okay. And did he talk to you about a spiritual side? Yes. He and he was telling me about um, the message from God and through yes. God. And, yes. and I had this vision in my head. And it was, it was beautiful because it synced exactly with what he was saying. So the, the wow. Im image I had was God holding my hand and his, oh, his, wow. um, my heart in his hand. And it was oh. gold. And he was dusting it off. And he oh. was saying, look, it's there. And Come on. As I was seeing that, Darcy was saying, um, yeah. you have a heart of gold. And I'm like, yes, it's exactly what I see right now. Like, <laughs> Did he get, so, be able to connect you or explain to you about Christ's spirit? Yes. yes, yes. And getting, yeah, having that connection through. Which is the highest spirit. That's right. And it was, I don't think I've ever had anything like that before either. Like it's, oh, wow. It was cleansing and it was clearing, but it was identifying. Yep. And it, I feel, I don't have fear. Come on. Hey. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, Stephen, man, she's talking and all this stuff is going through my mind. I see all these colors. No, but all of this stuff is going through my mind right now. First of all, crazy. The, first, the first thing that goes through my mind is Kim Walker Smith from Jesus Culture. Okay. Um, have you ever listened to her testimony? I have not, but I do know who she is. All right. She has the weirdest weirdest testimony of how she she saw the, uh, Jesus and how uh, Jesus scoops her up in her arms we'll have to play that one day because it is like one of the weirdest testimonies but in this testimony God the Father takes her into his hand or actually he has this little magic box this little box in his hand in this vision that she she's in and she opened God the Father opens it up 
and out pops this little uh, image kind of of um, almost like a music. Uh, it was a music box. That's what it was. I said magic box. It was a music box. And it's it's her and she's dancing around and God the Father is so happy and Jesus is uh, no joke. Jesus is clapping going, yay, yay, that kind of thing. OK, it made me think of that when she said, oh, you know, God showed me the my, my heart was in his hand and it was just uh, so. You know, I used to think to myself when I'm listening to that testimony, wow, she is either she is on some kind of really good LSD or she is out of her mind. But who knows, man, maybe this vision that she had was, uh, you know, some kind of Gnostic vision because it really reminded me of um, the uh, the whole color thing that this girl was talking about. If you listen to some of these Gnostics and they start talking about, uh, they'll talk a lot about colors and visions. Did you notice what she said? When I'm I'm in meditation, I usually see violet. Um, um, And, uh, you know, that, and that's, that is what the Gnostics talk about in meditation practices. Another thing that went through my mind was this whole idea of Gnostic vision art. Okay. I listened to a podcast called Aeon Bite and it is, uh, these guys are really hardcore, full-blown Gnostics. I mean, they are just pro, I mean, they're they're just pro-Gnosticism all the way. That's what it's all about. But they had a guest on there that was a painter, and he was a vision painter. He was a Gnostic vision painter. So what he would do is he would have these visions in meditation, right? And in these visions during this meditation practice that he was doing, he would, he would, he would then begin to try to uh, keep them in the forefront of his mind. So after he came out of the vision, he could paint them. And so the whole idea was that he would go into these, these uh, medit- in the meditation, he would go into these Gnostic uh, dreams and he would see these visions and then he would paint them. And he said, sometimes I even start painting and I have the, vi- I have a vision while I'm painting and I will then try to um, paint what I am seeing in the vision. So, Steve, we we've, we've been talking about Gnosticism over the past two weeks, and this is just you know I know this is going to be this is the encounter gospel, but and we're talking about these different encounters with God, but it all ties into Gnosticism, and um, so I, I mean it just it just does it, it it's it's unbelievable, man. Yes, man. I was listening to what some of what she was saying and about something about a gold. Uh, gold something. I couldn't quite hear it. Uh, it was coming on your end, so I couldn't quite hear it. I'll have to go back and listen to it myself. But uh, yeah, just really weird. And and I think if I'm not wrong, the colors are supposed to have certain meanings as well. Is that is that right? Um, yeah, they you know, but uh, it it means something different to every person. It doesn't mean something, you know. It's it's not some uh, um some objective truth kind of thing the colors would mean something Great. different to yeah. each person you know god speaks the, the the divine spark within you the the god that is in you gnosticism says um speaks to you and you know it's it's your truth that's what it is it's 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 for your path so it is mm-hmm. um you know it's very subjective but it's okay because it, it's it's for you Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's almost uh, a mixture of postmodernism and Gnosticism, kind of all rolled it's, into one. Well, yeah, and that's all. Yeah, I want to go ahead and play this other this other uh, testimony here um, because 
I think she says something very interesting in there. I want you to listen for uh, a a a listen for listen for this experience that she has where this this uh, this visitor that she saw in these tarot card readings, uh, you know, des- okay, destiny cards, we'll call it, we won't call them tarot cards, we'll just call them destiny cards. Well, I they, mean, that's what they are. I know. Uh, but she sees this um, figure, and uh, he hands her something, a bowl of light. I-, I just want you to hear this. Check it out. Sam, hi. <laughs> You're in at Seven Sisters? Yes. In the Christ alignment tent, and you just had an awesome reading with Jess there. <laughs> so, what did you see? How did your encounter go? What did you see in the encounter? It was lovely. She um, asked me to close my eyes and asked uh, for me to receive a gift. Yes. And I saw a, I didn't see a face, but I saw a figure with a cloak on, and it was a male, and in his palm was a beautiful ball of yellow light. And yeah, um, gave that to me. and. Um, yeah, I just got a rush of tingles all through my tingles. body. Yeah, so, so I'm a bit, I'm better at feeling energy than seeing it so much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of so you I felt, it. felt it quite felt strongly. It so strongly. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. from the third heaven realm, yeah, the highest realm. Seems like that. Come on, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Wow, 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 wow. Um, so did you notice uh, the, the what she said there? She saw a figure. And this figure was a male figure. She couldn't see his face. Um, so how did she know it was a male figure? But anyway, she couldn't see his face. Uh, it was a male figure, she says, with a cloak on. Um, that would scare me <laughs> for some <laughs> Whoa, whoa, what is this? Is this the angel of death yeah. coming to me or something? Um, but she sees this figure, and uh, he, he, he hands her, and he has something in his hand, and he hands her this gift, and this gift is a bowl of light. And she felt tingly all over. <laughs> um, Stephen, look, oh, this man. this is what I'm saying. This this is where and and these people at Christ Alignment think they're doing something good for people, and actually, you know, really, they're they're actually um they they're New Age Gnostic. They're uh they're 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 pro uh they're pro LGBT. Yeah, yeah. They're they're just it's just all wacky and messed up. Yeah. But here's the kicker to all this, Stephen, is that Bill Johnson, this is how we're going to tie all this in. Bill Johnson, Bethel Church, Redding, California, they do the promote same this. things. And they yep. promote, uh, they have a pastor on staff there that promotes this kind of God encounter of the weird kind. Yep. Uh, and what, what did you say her name was? Oh, the lady, you're talking about the lady, the pastor, Teresa Dedmon. Um, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I want to pull something up here. Let me let me just um, bump, 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 bump. Go over here, and I've got I'm I've got all of my blog post articles here. Um, nope, that is not what I wanted. Okay. Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, so this is an article uh, about Teresa Denman. Okay. And um, it it actually uh, is about her promoting the uh, the the use of destiny cards, um, and uh, so this is what it says. It's just a short article. Let me just let me just read it for you. Um, According to Teresa Dedmon, author of the book Born to Create: Stepping into Your Supernatural Destiny, 
Those who are critical of her use of destiny cards to give spiritual readings have got it all wrong. What mm. she's doing, she said in a blog post, and by the way, I did read that blog post. I'm going to, you know, we'll just post all these links you know, yeah. uh, online. But what she, um, what she's doing, she said in a blog post Tuesday, uh, Tuesday defending the practice uh, is no different than Paul preaching from the altar to the unknown God in Acts 17. Or what? how? Yeah. <laughs> Let me finish. Uh, I knew you were going to do that. That's good, though. I like your reaction. Um, or how the apostle became all things to all men, so that he could somehow win them to Christ. Destiny cards promoted by the uh, liberal Christ Alignment Organization, she wrote, were simply meant to attract people who are searching for a reading. For the record, Ms. Deadmon is on the staff of Bethel Church from her own website. This is a quote from her own website. I am a quote. I am on pastoral staff at Bethel Church in Redding, California, where I oversee the creative arts department for the church and school of supernatural ministry. Okay, here's another <laughs> quote from her. She further wrote. We see many examples in church history of creatively expressing the message of the gospel through worldly and even demonically inspired expressions. What? (laughs) Demonic. Let let me read that again. So, folks, demonically expired. Oh, my. Calm down, brother. Calm down, brother. Let me read that. Let me read this one more time so you you can hear it. Okay. She further wrote. Again, a pastor at Bethel, folks, if you are listening to Bill Johnson, shame on you. <laughs> after If you continue, I should say, listening to Bill Johnson after hearing this podcast, shame on you. Because this man is uh, is a... Uh, uh, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to read the quote now. Okay, so read it again. She further wrote, we see many examples in church history of creatively expressing the message of the gospel through worldly and even demonically inspired expressions. Okay, so Jesus... Okay, here's her examples. You want her examples? Yes, please do. Among her examples, John and Charles Wesley changed the lyrics of bar songs to make hymns more palatable to the unchurched. Constantine established Christmas on December 25th to counter the pagan winter solstice celebration, and early Christians co-opted Easter, originally meant to be a celebration of Ishtar, a goddess of fertility, to make it be about Christ's resurrection. Deadman wrote, that what she is doing is merely prophesying to the unchurched in a way that they will understand as a means to guide them to the gospel. She added, quote, My destiny cards are developed from a prophetic picture that I will draw about what I... This is kind of written weird. Let me say it again. My destiny cards are developed from a prophetic picture that I will draw about what I think someone may need to hear from God so that they will know that God has a good plan and purpose for their lives. Sometimes I will also use photos that depict a message that I sense God wants to speak to them through the picture. 
Deadmon then wrote about the mother of a girl who was given a destiny card, who was prayerfully healed of pancreatitis, leading to the teen's salvation. She wrote, that was an example of the power of creativity and prophesying through a destiny card to bring transformation into people's lives. She then uh, chastised Christian media outlets that were critical of her, of her activities, writing, quote, My guess is that those who condemned the use of destiny cards by the Christ Alignment Ministry did not bother to fully investigate their strategy and fruit. Get that? Their fruit. Or did not consider that Jesus, Paul, and church leaders throughout history have used the same types of strategies and effectively preached the gospel. What a crock of well, Man. what I really, what really stood out to me is how she uh, tries to justify what she does with what Paul did in preaching to the unknown God. Paul didn't use fortune telling. No, <laughs> Paul. All Paul did was quote from one of the Greek authors in order to show them that you know, hey, God is the creator of all mankind, and this is where you're at right now. If you go back and read that account in Acts chapter 17 on Mars Hill. You'll see that. Yeah. And then the fact that she called Christ Alignment a ministry. I'm sorry, but Christ Alignment is not a ministry. There's there's nothing there about, uh, like you said, they're LGBT uh, friendly. If you go onto their site and look at, they, they go and give destiny readings at the Queer Fest in Australia, yep. uh, drag queens and things like that. And, and that's not to say that we shouldn't go out and reach those who are uh, LGBT, but that's just saying that when you align yourself with that, how do you call yourself a ministry unless you're preaching repentance and bringing folks to repentance? Yeah, it's it's all it is. Like I said, Stephen, it's 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 all witchcraft. It's bringing um, the uh, the idols into the temple of God, just like they did in the Old Testament. That this is this is what look history hasn't changed. People are people are people, and in the Old Testament. When uh, what they were doing is they were bringing uh, the Israelites were bringing these foreign gods into the temple that God said, my name shall remain, uh, you know, and you you're not to do that. And that's what they were doing. They were bringing the uh, the bales and everything else in there. And they were sacrificing their children and trying to worship Yahweh at the now, same at the time. same time. Yeah. Well, Danny, what I see, I mean, this is this is the great deception because people supposedly and especially in mainstream evangelicalism, are eating this stuff up. I mean, they're swallowing as much of it as they can get. And, and let me just say this, too. I, I'm not going to say that every everybody in evangelicalism is going to fall for, you know, or think that destiny cards in, in the Christ alignment are, are, you know, are something that should be mainstream. But I am saying that, um, you know, you, you have more... Uh, popular people, more well-known people like Bill right. Johnson, Bill Johnson and Bethel Church that support this witchcraft. Right. And again, right. and now Stephen, there's a verse in Revelation that talks about uh those being cast into the lake of fire, and it's those who practice magic arts and yep. the, or those who practice witchcraft. And Stephen, these are the people that are being talked about in that verse. You think that witchcraft and divination and mysticism and all this stuff is just for the occult. No, it is so heavy, 
so yes. heavy in evangelicalism today that it really it's really quite scary and disturbing. Um, you know, I, I just I'm I'm just always amazed when I start listening to these sermons or, or uh, you know these uh, read these these guys' books or, or their blog post articles or whatever. And I just shake my head and I just, it's now. Well, well, Danny, the, the, the root of the problems that people are throwing out the sufficiency of the word of God, the word of God is no longer good enough for people. No, they, they have to have something more. They, uh, it's, it's more of a feel. If I had to describe it one word, it's more of a feel thing. I need to feel God's presence. I need to, to experience and feel that God loves me. And, you know, it's like the promises of God are no longer good enough. You know, it's no longer good enough that the Bible says, thus says the Lord. Now they want somebody else to tell them, thus says the Lord, and then have that supernatural encounter. They want, yeah, they want some kind of assurance outside of the scripture or outside of the sacraments that say, um, you know, God loves me. You know, when you have all of these promises and all of these gifts that God gives us through church, through his, through the church service, through the word, it's right there for us. And these, these, these folks, you know, it, they're, they're looking for God in all the wrong places. You know, they're, they're looking for him apart from scripture. They're looking for him apart from, uh, the teaching and the preaching of the gospel. They're looking for him in the, um, internal, just like Gnosticism is looking for him. They're looking through for him through the internal and through experience. Yeah. Well, Danny, let me let me read a portion of scripture here, man, um, because I, it just hit me uh, when we were talking about all these people seeking something outside of the word of God. And I'm going to read this uh, passage here from Deuteronomy chapter 18. And this is this is God telling Moses or Moses telling the people that God is going to raise up a prophet. And it's obviously speaking about Jesus, that God's going to raise up a prophet for him. But just listen to what this says and see if this doesn't sound like what a lot of people are seeking outside of this. Okay. And and Deuteronomy chapter 18, starting in verse 15, I'm just going to read to verse 22. says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me, talking about Moses, talking about himself, like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. Just as you desired of the Lord God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord God, uh, or see his great fire anymore, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, they are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. And here's here's the point that I want to make. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, because we hear that a lot today, that I have not commanded him to speak of, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. And as people are presuming that God is speaking to them when God is not. Oh, Stephen. And that's a warning. That's a warning. Oh, Stephen, but see, we're on, we're in the new covenant now. So we're on the other side. We're on the other side of the cross. So, you know, God's feelings about that have changed, right? Well, apparently it didn't change for uh, the Apostle Paul when he cursed the guy who was trying to hinder the gospel. <laughs> and uh, it didn't change for Ananias and Sapphira when they lied when they to lied. the Holy Spirit. Yes. Uh, yeah. God is very serious about this sort of thing, folks. Um, if, you, if you are dabbling in this kind of thing, 
we want to warn you, Scripture absolutely forbids it. And God's feelings have not changed about the subject of divination, about the subject of witchcraft. And he is a very jealous God, and he is very angry at those who practice such things. Um, And that includes the folks at Christ Alignment, and that includes the folks at Bethel Church in Reading. God is angry with Bill Johnson. God is not pleased with Bill Johnson or or Teresa Deadman or Chris Vallotton. God is angry with them. And they, unless they repent of their wicked and false teaching, God is going to judge them and they will be cast in hell. They are not Christians. It is not the Holy Spirit speaking through them or doing anything through them. And if someone gets saved in their church, it wasn't because of Bill Johnson's preaching. That is for sure. And I can tell you this. If someone gets saved in Bethel Redding, God will take his elect child and he will move that person out of there and he will bring the truth of the gospel to them. This is no joke, folks. This is not a game. You don't play with spirits. You don't play with things that you don't understand. Yes, and that is uh, like uh, Deuteronomy says, God will require it of him. Judgment is coming. It's going to come. And when it comes, it's going to come quick. It's going to come swift. And those who are still left are going to be caught up in God's judgment that do not repent of their wickedness and get out. Yeah. And uh, we're just reading today uh, in in, uh, Matthew chapter 7. Uh, where Jesus talks, uh, warns against the false prophets, and uh, he says, "By their fruits you will you will recognize them." And uh, you know, you can look at Bill Johnson, and you can look at the fruits there at uh, at uh, Bethel Redding, and the fruits are Gnosticism. That's the fruits right there. Yes. It's not just Gnosticism; yep. it's witchcraft, it's divination, it's magic, it's it's all kinds of stuff. It's I don't know if you ever heard of the um, the glory cloud that that sometimes gets to appear there at Bethel or uh, in in all of this uh, stuff gold dust falling down and that and that's feathers. what I was gonna say is that was that the no I didn't realize that was it's not that had the gold dust well I don't you know I don't I, I'm not saying that the <laughs> glory cloud was gold dust but if you look at the video on YouTube you see I, I'm saying I'm looking at this thing and I'm saying how can people be cheering for this when there's obviously a smoke machine up there it's just got to be that. Well, and, I mean, the gold dust was nothing more than throwing sparkles through the yeah. vent, not in the air. Silly. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and feathers. Say, oh, gold's falling from heaven. Feathers coming down. Uh, you know, Bill Johnson talking about uh, giving a testimony one time. This is going down a rabbit trail, but uh, on a plane where he uh, he was praying or something, and and a feathers started falling from heaven, and a, a, a stewardess saw it, and oh wow, you know, you must be, you know, you must be. Uh, somebody important. So how do I get to know God through you? You know, that kind of thing. Just silly stuff. Anyway, Stephen, uh, I think we've kind of exhausted the subject. Um, Yep. uh, This has been a very good, I think, a very good conversation. And I I hope, you know, that that people will, uh, if they are dabbling in this stuff or if they are listening to Bill Johnson and Chris Vallotton and Teresa Deadmon or any of those people at uh, at Bethel that they will uh, uh, that they will turn away from that stuff. Get away from the mystical experiences. Stop depending on a mystical mystical experience for God to speak to you. Exactly. Exactly. And before we go, Danny, just going to remind folks again where to find us at. If you need to find us, find us on longfortruth.com. That's our website. You can find us on Facebook 
at facebook.com forward slash long for truth. There you go. And uh, if you want to email us, where do they email us at? Longfortruth at gmail.com. Just either put Dan's name in the subject or mine in the subject line. There you go. Thanks for listening, folks. Um, Hope that uh, you you had a good listening experience with us. And uh, Lord willing, um, uh, Steve will be solo next week doing his own podcast. So he'll have something up for you then. And then I'll, Lord willing, be the week after them. uh, Or week after him, I should say. Uh, So God bless. Thank you.